0: Baker Mayfield, undraftable, off my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield.
1: What a beautiful throw by the Baker. Big Hasta la vista, baby! Marks down! Hello, folks. Welcome into the OBR Film Breakdown. It's your host, Jake Burns. We have a... A fun topic, as I'm recording this on Sunday before I'm out for the week, but as the OBR is doing running back week, I think it's important to examine three highly valuable running backs that the Browns have. So we are going to talk about, uh, at this point in the week, you're listening to this, we've talked about Nick and Kareem, we've kind of reviewed their seasons, we've done the same thing with Dearness Johnson, I put that in writing on the OBR site. I want to talk about a key decision kind of looming for this room and how it ties how it ties to money. So uh, that that's the angle we're taking today. It's not a decision that is altogether going to make or break the brown season, but I do think it has value when you're looking at plugging other holes that are on the roster. If you have read my work so far today, you would see or this week, you would see that Dearness Johnson has had A pretty fantastic season that I don't think any of us were expecting. I think most of us thought Dearness Johnson was a pretty talented football player. We weren't going to argue that, but we didn't know he had this level of play in him to the point that he was the league's leader at the running back position of broken or missed tackles forced per carry in his 100 carries. And then also that he had a really high number – of um, you know his ability to take contact at whatever point he took contact and turn it into a positive play. He had a 3.3 yards per carry uh, with contact uh, that that indicates to me that he can take contact, break it, keep moving, move the sticks forward. Uh, all all really good stuff. You can read more in depth about that at the OBR site. But I'm going to welcome in Stephen Thomas, who's a little bit under the weather, uh, is trying his best to uh, to gut through this this podcast for me because he's a true hero. So I'm going to welcome in Steve. Steve, how are you, my friend?
0: I am. I should get like a congressional medal of honor or something. You know, my wife rolls her eyes and calls it man flu. But, you know, I'm uh, fighting off our current plague and the <clears throat> everything that's um, uh, the only thing left is the lingering cough. But it's just, you know, for someone who makes their living with their voice, that's kind of an important thing. So but I'm glad to be back here. Um uh, being able to say some stuff. It's an interesting topic, isn't it? Because it, you know, uh, very often when you talk about these kind of things, you'll get, well, you know, Kareem's better than Dearness is good, but Kareem's better than Dearness. So we're definitely going to keep him. That's not the only thing that plays into it. It's the money that's involved, you know, and the, the free agents that they need to go after uh, this year, you know, you may need that kind of, so there's, there's all kinds of facets. It's not necessarily just a binary one or the other thing. And, Unlike in years past, um, and we're getting farther and farther away from these years past, which is good, but in years past, it was a choice between two crappy guys and which guy is just slightly less crappy. Now it's like, okay, which of these two chocolate lava cakes are are we going to keep? You know, they're both great. They're both wonderful. But which one is is the one that we're going to keep around? So it's a nice position to be in.
1: It is because here's the dynamic. Okay, you have uh, what was a uh, an unexpected breakout from Dearness Johnson. You know, he had a great Thursday night game there with Denver where he got all the limelight. Not to really all of quiet. us. <laughs> well, that's true, um, but nonetheless, he did get you know he got he got a lot of attention. He got LeBron James tweeted sure. and it was a really cool moment for him. And then he had you know a really nice end of the season too, where he had the great game against Cincinnati. and And I think he's a legitimate running back. Like I think he's got the ability to stop start. Not a great high speed guy, but you know, like I I kind of tried to note, he stays on the right side of the sticks all the time. He can make people miss in space over pursuing, which is. So important in zone schemes and even gap schemes to make people over pursue, put your foot in the ground, get back upfield. So to me, he's he's an interesting candidate for what they want to do with the second running back position next year. Okay, so where you start having questions is Kareem Hunt, phenomenal player. Kareem turns 27 in the middle of the, I think in August, middle of August, uh, I, I believe. Uh, I believe Darius Johnson turns 26. In late February, I believe his birthday is the day before mine, February 27th. So he is a year younger, obviously going to be a restricted free agent, which they could place a tender on him and and work out a deal. Or even if he's taken by somebody else, you still get back a nice pick for him, a guy that you did not even invest a pick in. He was obviously brought in. So then you start to get to the point where you say, okay, is he, this is the big question, the crux question here. Is he worth it to save cap? Because if you move on from Kareem Hunt, who has one more year left on his extension, uh, the cap figure for Kareem is six six uh, 6.2 is the number he'll carry, 2.9% of the total cap. If they were to, to cut Kareem or trade him, they would have no dead cap. They'd save that money outright. So the question then becomes, do you think the Ernest can do enough, paired with Felton, because Felton's a part of the equation too, Steve, to be considered enough to replace Kareem and save money. Is it, A, worth it to save that money? And, B, do you think they could get by without Kareem and use those two players to sort of replicate that replicate that role?
0: Yeah, it's um, like we just said. You just laid it out. It's a multifaceted question. It's not just a, you know, who do you like better, Dear Ernest or Kareem. The other, there's several other things to keep in, too. Keep in mind, <clears throat> it is Kareem's last year. So unless they are planning on extending him, And I know I talk about age a lot when we come to the draft, but 27 is fine. You know, I mean, if they give another three-year deal, if that's the the route they decide to go, that that's fully within their vision and all that kind of stuff. Even with, as has been said many many places, running back becoming more and more of a a replaceable uh, uh, position. So 6.2 million, uh, you know, you you pair that with potentially nine million uh, that you could save by moving on from Austin Hooper. That's $15 million. And that is a Jadevian Clowney or a Michael Gallup or a Mike Williams or any of these other guys that people are talking about us <clears throat> going out and spending all this cash on. That cash has to come from somewhere, guys. So, you know, you pair him with Austin Hooper or you pair him with moving on from J.C. Treder or something like that. And you're talking about pretty good dollars for one, you know, maybe not top of the market, but, you know, upper echelon Type free agent or two mid-level guys or that kind of stuff. $15 million is not an insignificant amount of money. So the question that they have to ask, and we are all trying to figure out out here with you know very little of the actual information is, what do they plan to do with Kareem beyond this year? Because if the plan is to let him walk regardless, well, then maybe trading him for something this year instead of letting him walk for nothing next year, uh is is a another part of this equation that they're keeping in mind. So um Dearness this year <clears throat> by far his largest snap count 332 snaps uh this year and uh, uh, an 81.4 overall grade is fantastic a 90.6 grade uh running the ball is spectacular um it's like almost three times the amount of snaps he had uh, his highest snap count previously coming into this year. Or so, and, and I think the part that, uh, that you talked about is also huge, if, if you think you can get this same level of production and grading and all that kind of stuff, which is always the question guys can shine in part-time jobs, but can they be the man? It's that's the question in the NFL. If they think they can do that, like you said, second round tender, one way or the other, it's a win. You know, they either get a, a, a really good pick, or they get him at, you know, relatively cheap price for this kind of production. And then they can extend him again beyond this year, something reasonable, um, you know, to, to keep the the core of the offense intact. So it, it, the question is, is the gap, and there is a gap between Kareem Hunt and Dearness Johnson. Is that smaller than the gap in their uh, wage scale? You know, what you're paying them. That's the question that they have to answer. And it's, it's gray. It, uh, it really is. You can make a case that it is or that it isn't because we haven't seen a full season from Dearness. So, But if we take the tack that he will continue to produce the way he has in his 332 snaps, if that goes up to 600 or whatever it is, and he's going to continue to <clears throat> produce the exact same, well, same way, then I think the, the ledger swings more towards moving on from Kareem and trying to get something in return and shifting that money elsewhere. Uh, like I said, to a clowny or a Gallup or, you know, whoever that happens to be. So I know I didn't really answer anything. I said, well, maybe. But um, when it comes to, to projecting free agency and stuff like that, the answer to every question always starts the same way the answer to every poker question does. Well, it depends. So, you know, uh, we're not going to obviously come to a conclusion here today. But if you forced me to bet right now, I would say they might move on from Korean. I'm going to go maybe 55, 45. That they move on from Korean because they're going to need to address some other positions, and those dollars are going to have to come from somewhere.
2: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data
1: haven't looked Steve to see who the I mean I know running backs there's always like a surprise cut or two mm-hmm. uh, but the the trade value for Kareem is what's particularly interesting to me because if you can get something real for him and I consider real fourth round pick in considering what Kareem's net couldn't you know like your point you just made he might not have another contract after this year mm-hmm. that's pretty good return I'm scrolling through PFF and I know they devalue the running back position as any analytics site would I don't know who the best running back on the market is. I'm 55 names deep and I haven't seen a running back. So the running back market Cordero Patterson is 59. Do you consider Cordero Patterson a, a guy you can keep around for a little while? That's where this gets interesting to me. Like what is the actual market for available running backs that that can do Leonard Fournette is the first one. He is number uh, 69 on this list. Nice. Um, James Connor also on this list. Would you rather have Kareem Hunt at twenty-seven than those guys? I think I would, right? I mean, I, I could see a team like, I don't know, there could be any number of teams that feel like they, they it only takes one, I always say this, it only takes one idiot, right? To who would who would swing a deal for a running back still in this prime like Kareem to the point that you might even have teams looking at a bidding war, to me. You know, I don't even I don't know if the tender market, like Chase Edmonds is number seventy-eight. I don't know. And Sonny Michelle's number eighty. I don't know what the tender market will be high for somebody like a uh, like Dearness Johnson, but I feel like Kareem Hunt still holds that name value, right? The name value, of playing for Kansas City, and all of the elements that go with that. I really think he could net a decent trade. And just me personally, I do think between Felton as the wide receiver aspect of that, can they replicate that through two players? I think they can. So um, if the right trade is there, I would definitely be intrigued. I don't want to see them – I'm not crazy about them cutting him, like cutting right. him and just saying we're going to save the money, right? We're going to save the money, and that $6 million turns into whatever the number is for the tender value that we place on him. Would you rather – would, could you see them cutting him, or do you only see a trade that makes sense for Kareem moving on?
0: I would think mostly, because even if it's, like you said, somebody's going to want him, because he's so versatile and still producing so well when he's in there, um, and he's still relatively young, and because you know um, he's been splitting time with Nick, he doesn't have the tread on his tires, uh, the wear on, on the tread on his tires, like a lot of other 27-year-old running backs, too. So even if it's a sixth-round pickers, if that's all they could get... Yeah, again, it's better than walking with nothing. And it's, uh, from what I understand, I haven't dug into it a lot <clears throat> because I know they're not going to spend a ton of draft capital on it, but it seems like it's another pretty good running back class. You know, it's becoming, like we said, one of those positions where you can, you know, maybe you're not going to get another Kareem Hunt. That's not what I'm saying, but you can get some production that's dirt cheap on a rookie contract. So, but uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think someone would would pony up something. And and if it's not a pick, you know, maybe it's a, maybe it's a run plugging a uh, defensive tackle or something like that from someplace else that they, you know, is either lost in their rotation or he's in the last year and they don't think they're going to resign him after next year. So they try to, you know, one of those type deals or something like that. It doesn't have to be a pick. We, we always talk about trading guys for picks because <coughs> that's what we do, but it doesn't, you know, a, a player for player trade, um, might make some sense too. So uh, yeah, I'm not crazy about them. It would have to be for something special. Maybe sign a mid-level guy or something like that? Yeah. I, I, I mean, you never know, but it it goes against the way this front office operates.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't love removing weapons without a plan, right? Like I feel like I just feel like you could get something for him. So while I would understand (laughs) it from saving money angle, if it means you bring in another player, I don't love the idea of just letting him go because we can't afford him when there's so many other feasible moves for players that are not as productive as they used to be. So, okay. We, we, I think we hit this out of the park as best we can. These are the two angles This is the money situation. I will be fascinated to follow along with what they do here. I mean, they could also trade, they could keep, you know uh dearness around and end up trading him i don't know they could go many different ways but what we do know is that they have an embarrassment of riches at the running back position to me right now and it's going to be a really encouraging part of next year and the group when healthy each of them had really nice seasons this year so uh, i think that and lost in the shuffle of the disappointing passing offense have to recognize that the running backs played really well so steve hey man 15 minutes are shortest pot ever but this was good appreciate you man
0: we rule. Go Browns.
1: We, we rule. Thanks for joining today, guys. Hopefully you're having a great week. Checking out the OBR website. Have some great stuff up on Twitch throughout the week as well. Make sure you're checking it out. Checking out our running back reviews, leaving insights. We'll have plenty of draft stuff up, uh, stuff up about the running back position. So keep your eye out for that, too, if you want to learn some of those names that the Browns could take in the later rounds. I'm sure Steve will uh, put that out as well. We'll have a mock draft Saturday All that fun stuff will be available for you to check out. So hope you're having a great week. Uh, Continue to do so. Appreciate your stopping by, listening to today's podcast, and go Browns.